Hello, friends, and welcome back to Pondering Puton with Ajushi Otaro and Hachibitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve, um, and I think that is two people um, with you and me, uh, one plus one. Uh, today we'll be discussing chapter... No? No, but I'm I'm Neve. Right. Wait. Hold on. I'm I'm Neve and you're Connor. Okay. Um sorry, I just messed that up initially. Um today we'll be discussing chapter 19 of Cromarty High School, which is titled In Pursuit of Higher Learning. Uh after two long-ish arcs in the preceding chapters um that introduced us to Hokuto and Mekazawa, uh in chapter 19 we're taking a kind of a step back to the larger story. Um and just realizing oh fuck we haven't studied at all this semester. Yeah. Um, which that definitely had some resonance for me. Um, this chapter about procrastination and not being prepared for school stuff. Yeah. It, are, you, uh, are you saying that you don't have a premise for this episode? That you you procrastinated on having a that you as the host who, who <laughs> your, your job is to is to have premises for the episodes for every me. single one yeah yeah that you procrastinated on that um well that may be true uh but in reality um I think my premise for this episode was. Uh, so, so no, no, I didn't procrastinate. I'm prepared for this test. Um, it's just that my premise is that I wanted to talk about procrastination. Um, you know, in, in my life, in your life. Um, and also the other thing that, that this chapter made me think about is all the stuff that I was supposed to learn in school that I didn't, um, Specifically, uh, the section where Kamiyama is trying to teach like basic math to um, to his friends. Yeah. Like, I had to stop for a second and reflect on what I thought my actual like. It, it made me pause and consider like what level of math am I at right now. Like if I went to take a placement exam, yeah. what would my, what grade would I place into solely based on my math knowledge? Uh, yeah. And it it can't be high. Yeah, like I don't I don't remember any of the formulas that you're supposed to use for things. I. So I I think I know enough math that. If you gave me a problem and you also like gave me resources, I could figure out from those resources. Yeah. Like I could like, I've had to do this sometimes in my, my job because I, I work in industrial supply. Sometimes I have to, this happened more often when I was doing the, the like data side of things where, um, cause math is know, basically the, data. Yeah. Where, say, uh, 
So so here's an example is that the way that we would normally in in our business talk about the distance between um like mounting holes is we would give the very specific like here are where the mounting holes are here's the the distance between each one right um but some suppliers might have them arrayed in a circle around say like a flange and instead of telling you the distance between each one they will just tell you the diameter like uh across of like where they are, they are centered and then you just kind of know that there's like six and that's the diameter and that has its uses but we also would want to provide to customers the distance between the individual holes and so i would have to then look up on google what is a formula that i can use to then figure out how Get do i figure out, out the circumference yeah, how do I figure out the <laughs> circumference of the circle that they're giving me the diameter of? They're not giving me the circumference. I need to figure out the circumference. And then I need to figure out with the six points, how do I then get the direct lines in between instead of the curved lines? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I could figure, I could find the math formulas to do it and then do the math with the formula. But I don't know any of those formulas myself. I I don't I wouldn't know where to begin. Um I could probably look up I I have forgotten what sine and cosine really are and mean. I could oh, look I it up and figure it out. I could like look it up and figure out what what are those uh and be able to use them if if I found a formula that's going to require me to use them. I could figure out what that means and try and remember. Um but I don't have the actual like information there. You know? Yeah. Because I don't use it all the time. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I don't use it ever, and I also never learned it. So This is also a, a thing. I did pretty well in math, I, uh, which is funny because I just, like, the joke was, so I was the, the top of, uh, like, Calculus 1, um, and then I chose not to take calculus two, which everyone else who was in calculus one did. And so the joke was that I was smart enough because I was the top of the class for calculus one to know that I was never going to need calculus two. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just chose not to, cause I was going to art school. I already had the one credit of math that I needed. Um, but, uh, like geography, I always did really poorly at the ones where you have to remember the name, like not just the names of the states, but like what's the capital of the state? Which state is the, uh, like what is the, look at the map and just plug in on the empty spaces, the names of every single state and capital. I was always mm-hmm. bad at that because part of me was just like in real life maps exist. If I need to know this, I look at a map. Like, why do I need to know this? What, like what? If I have a general idea yeah. of these, roughly where the, these states are, I don't need to know the exact location of every single one. And I, I feel like I've gotten a better sense of them now just from using maps over time than I yeah. did back in the day. But like to me, it was always just like, I feel like it's more important to, important to teach people how to find answers rather than just like to regurgitate uh, memorized answers. Because the that teaching people how to actually like locate the answer to the question they have, I think is far more valuable, but that's just not what public education is about. That's not what schooling is about in America. Um, Yeah. That's an interesting point because I do think there's like, 
someone who actually like studies education or whatever, I'm sure this this conversation is like way too low level and not engaging with any of the relevant theory, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think I think there's like a I should just have that caveat like as a um like recorded so I can just play it conveniently whenever I feel it's necessary because especially in ghost divers I feel like I would I would use that one a lot um but uh anyway um I think there's a place for like both um for memorization I think there's certain things that it's like justifiable um to be memorized academically I mean, I also think that like learning to memorize things is worthwhile, um, even though like the specific memorized information doesn't have like the same day to day utility as like the critical thinking and research skills, um, yeah, of just like figuring things out. But I wonder what what happens if like you just never learn how to memorize things, or if you never like go through that type of schooling and it's all just like, Oh yeah, just figure it out in the moment. You know? Um, I, I genuinely wonder like, because I, I suspect that if you just like a lot of the time when you're just looking something up for an immediate answer, um, I, I doubt it has the same staying power. Um, for me, it's often been like, Whenever I learn something by like looking it up because I need to know it, it typically hinges a lot on like the reason why I need to know it, like whether or not I remember it. Um, like if it, there's some like psychological process that's happening there where it's like, uh, my brain is like sorting what's like valuable and what's not. Um, yeah. and it's, it's like, oh, well, if I just am like vaguely cur- like whatever, someone asks me where like Rhode Island is, um, in relation to all of like, you know, which States border Rhode Island. And then I have to like, look it up. I don't really care about that. Um, it's not meaningful to me in any way. Uh, but maybe like specific streets in the city that you live in. Right. Exactly. Or, like, you know, now I know where, like, all of the, like, major cities of, like, more or less, like, the state, well, definitely the state I'm in, and then more or less, like, the bordering states I know. And I've just mm-hmm. taken the time to, like, I've looked those all up at some point and just just been like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm living in, like, Ohio. Um, Ohio's actually, like... A, re- a pretty interesting state uh weirdly and so i'm just fascinated by like the geography um and so like oh yeah now like the location of where like columbus and cleveland and like toledo and youngstown like all of those actually are like meaningful to me mm-hmm. um and now like i just i know them and i know where like pittsburgh is because like you know in relation to Youngstown or whatever. Um, and I can visualize like driving there and the destination that, and I like, I have visualized like taking that, that route 
Um, or like when I go, um, I don't know if you even know this, but um, Sarah and I are going to take a trip to Montreal next year. Um, so listeners, if you have any yeah. Montreal tips, um, feel free to, to write in. Um, but just like looking up the, um, like the two, there's really two main routes that you can get there from here. Um, but just looking up those two routes and being like, like evaluating it, uh, of like, oh, well, what kind of like drive do I want? Where do I want to drive through and see, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I chose Michigan, by the way. I hope that makes you happy. Um, anyway, this is a long, um, yeah, kind of probably a stupid tangent well, on my part. But. but so some of this is so like when I was in undergrad, um, it was important for me to be able to figure out how to, and I wanted to go visit. I was at Northern Michigan University, and I wanted to go visit uh, Emily down in Savannah, uh, for at. Savannah College of Art and Design. I could go to MapQuest and print out directions. But like I it was important for me to to know and memorize like how to get down there to some degree because printed directions um you know I I made like little quick notes like I would draw out a, a simple map for myself um but it was also important for me in that time to be able to like learn how to read a map so that if there was some sort of detour that I was not expecting, um, right. I could figure out how to get back and things like that. Um, all of this, like all the skills that I needed to drive across the country, even at a time where the internet existed and I could look up the route on the internet and print it out before I, I left all of the skills there, like have basically vanished for anybody who's now oh and for me now who has a smartphone and just yeah. has google maps um so there's also a part of me that's like i wonder if some of the emphasis on be learning how to memorize things and memorizing things um is like yeah that was that was probably a lot more useful back in the day before one before the internet you know yeah. where that would necessitate like you wouldn't going have access to a library. To that. Yes, you would need to have the book or you would need to go to a library or um you know before the internet a thing at uh the video archive that I worked at uh Media Burn we had a a like sort of fun, you know, made for TV short documentary thing um about this library service where you might be looking up like uh you might have an ar the way that they uh, pitched it is like you're having an argument with your friend in the pub about uh, who got the most like RBIs or whatever. That, mm. That's a baseball st stat, right? RBI got it right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't don't look uh, at me for the baseball shit. I'm barely even. <laughs> I I only know baseball by like accident. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure RBI is, is a baseball thing. Yes. It's like. Um, runs red it's red bad, red brown run, red red brown indigo no it's runs batted in red no it's red brown indigo no it's runs batted in runs I, batted I remember in. that doesn't this. even make any sense that's what it is they don't you don't bat it it's, in they run in 
You don't bat a run in. Runs back person runs in. A person runs it in from uh, across the bases. Runs batted in. Anyway, um, you would, you would, there was a thing where you could call up a, a librarian and they would look it up for you. You would call a number. Um, and like, all of this is like ways to try to access that information. But now that the internet exists, all that stuff is so much more easily accessible. Also, there, there's plenty of uh, opportunity now for people to, you know, there's the whole issue with misinformation and stuff. But I, I think there is like a, and I, don't, I was going to be a teacher when I, when I first went to undergrad, I was thinking about becoming a teacher and quickly uh, decided not to. Um, and then I briefly thought about it again when I went to um, uh, University of Chicago but as a professor then, um, but anyway, um, but like my mom is, was a teacher. Uh, my brother was a teacher. Uh, there's lots of teachers in my family. You've seen um, enough to know. And so I do know that there is a certain, like, uh, again, I, I will leave it to the experts who would have even more to say here. I know I'm not gonna be able to do everything justice in the way that like, if we had my brother on, he could do this. Um, but I think there is also a push currently and and i wonder if some of it is around like uh modern needs that what's more important than rote memorization now is critical thinking skills both to to find answers as well as to like evaluate how different. to be media savvy yeah how to yeah. Ev- evaluate the the answers that you are finding um because seeking and finding answers is, is significantly easier now uh, and it's also like m- more um it's a more more of a part of everyday life, whereas like being able to remember geography was probably more important a hundred years ago than it is yeah. now. You know? I, I agree, but I think there's some sort of like cognitive process of like intentionally having like to memorize something that could be like yeah. important. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can uh, just like, like for expound like basic on it. brain development. Yeah, I don't know if I can expound on it more than that. But I think that I think I just have this feeling that it that might be important. Um, and that's like my one hesitation where I'm like, ah, you know, yeah, memorizing shit, like making kids memorize shit, probably is not like just totally outmoded. Um. And you know, like you, sh- I think people should know, like, like geography, for instance. Like, I think it's good to know, like, basic geography, like what's out there in the world. Um, yeah, you'll need to tell me, like, necessarily, like, um, the capital of Madagascar is like Antananarivo or whatever. Um, but you know. The, no, like the the layout of the Earth or whatever that that thing's beneficial. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about how do you did I never learned the quadratic formula. Like I never even learned, and when I say I I didn't learn it, yeah. What I mean is I never like understood it, even when I was like being taught it and taking tests on it and stuff. I'm, I remember enough from that time to know, like, I was never really confident. Um, like, I understood the purpose, obviously, but I could just, there was no point where I could just be like, oh, yeah, like, this makes sense because, like, 
this is how it works. Um, and uh, that made me a little sad because I think it would be cool to know math. And I think it's probably bad that I don't know it. Um, like that I'm this bad at math. Um, and I think math is interesting. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a, made me a little sad to just look back and be like, wow, I really like, like I, I never took calculus or anything. Um, I somehow got through with just um, basically like algebra and like some statistics. Um, and then yeah. I never did anything beyond that. Uh, so, but you know, it all worked out. Um, we're doing pondering Pirtan now, which is the highest, um, the highest possible form of achievement that I could aspire to. So, yeah. Uh, since we were, I mean, we arrived at, at this destination, so I can't complain about, I have no regrets basically. Like I'm here doing pondering Pirtan now. So that, that just means by definition, I, I have no regrets. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I enjoyed about this chapter. Oh yeah. Mind, the comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The if you comic. don't mind me actually talking about the comic. Um, before I just, this is going to be quick, uh, but on the is topic it? of procrastination, yes. On the topic of procrastination, um, for me on my current state right now where, uh, I am very stressed at work cause I, I am trying to like bring a bunch of stuff to fruition. Um, I had this one supplier that I was working with, um, and the, the specific, uh, like contact that I had at the supplier who was, who was handling, uh, the stuff for my company, um, I think was just procrastinating. Now there was a part where I, I called him, I couldn't get a hold of him for like two weeks. And then I called him and he's like, yeah, everybody in the office got COVID and we don't have like any way to work from home. Um, but there was like a good like two months of me waiting on stuff from this guy. Oh, okay. um, yeah. That's, that's a long, yeah. long ass time. Yeah. Um, and so I think he was just procrastinating because then, uh, that, suddenly when I was like, when I was like, if I don't have this by Friday, like we are reaching a point where, uh, the work I'm doing is around like, uh, winding down. If I don't have this by Friday, like we can't add products. Um, and I, I then got contacted by a different person from the company. Although he did say that the other guy that I was working with still works there, but I got con contacted by another guy who like immediately got me stuff. So mm -hmm. I think the other guy was just procrastinating. Yeah. But anyway, they then got me the stuff and it's not even like, good for what i'm trying to do so i'm just i'm just annoyed by that today yeah anyway i think comic. procrastination so um i well we said we'd talk about it at at the top so you brought yeah. it up um i have a weird like i don't really know how to describe this emotion um uh -huh. it's like a, a form of enjoyment um when i like so specifically about the phenomenon of like procrastination at work when I, like I'm doing it or more like when I'm, when it's happening to me from someone else and I'm just like perceiving it. Yeah. So like I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've had struggles with procrastination. It's gotten me into really bad 
positions in my life a couple of times um, that in turn have resulted in like uh, extreme, extreme like episodes of stress. Um, so now it's not only like, you know, procrastination in and of itself is stressful. Um, yeah. I mean, just like as you're doing it, like you're, you're generating like more stress for yourself. Um, but I also just have like a stress response to it. Um, and like, but so all of that to say, I can identify it like really easily when someone else is doing it. Like I can just like tell, cause it's like, I'm so, you know, like my life has been so steeped in it. I can just like tell, mm-hmm. um, but instead of like, I don't know why I have this reaction, but I almost have this, like this sort of like happiness, but it's a twisted happiness. Cause it's like, just born out of like the familiarity of how horrible like this can be um, and how frustrating it is. But it's almost like, Oh yeah. Like you're procrastinating. Like, and we're, we're all like doing this to some degree. Um, I mean, some people are just like, you know, some people don't, I guess, but um, like seeing other people at work, like procrastinate and then me being able to like identify that. But it's yeah. kind of like sometimes it causes a big problem and then, you know, like it's not good. But little like procrastinations, it's just not a big deal. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I procrastinate on this like for a couple weeks and then it still like yeah. got done. Um, A weird way that like in a weird way, that's kind of soothing for me because I'm just like. Oh, yeah, like. A, like people do procrastinate. Even at like job, you know, their actual job. Um, yeah. And like be, it's like pretty much okay. Most of the time, it's not really a big deal. Like it's just, it's just, you know, part of life. Um, it's like a normalizing thing for me. Yeah. In, in a way that's like, again, I don't know. It's a weird emotional response. Um I try very hard not to like procrastinate. So I don't think I do it too much at work. Um, but there are certain things that just like go down that funnel in my brain. You know, you have like various different like shoots in your brain for all the tasks and like thoughts that come in and they're all just going like, to sort it out, whatever. Um, yeah. And when, like, when it's, when I'm at work, I'm, like, really trying hard, like, I have, like, my hand in front of the procrastination shoot, so nothing can flow into it. Um, trying, like, really hard to be like, no, 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 don't. Uh, but then occasionally some things get in there. And, like, when it, when they do, I know immediately, like, that, that they've just, like, gone to that area of my brain. And, like, every day, I'm aware of it. Like, I think about it at least once every day, like, oh, this task. Yeah, I'm, like, procrastinating on it. Like I literally can't fucking do shit about this because it's just like yeah in this in this area of my brain now, um, and then I just like watch it there. I'm like doing all my other stuff, but there's some like ten percent of my my conscious mind is just like watching this <laughs> this thing over there like not get done. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, the, this is a a thing with uh my my like 
Uh, let's just tighten up the turnaround on Ghost Divers. Let's take a long hiatus, um, and then we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll have a much shorter turnaround. Um, which is that uh, editing for Ghost Divers has with time. Uh, originally, I was kind of finding a time to like edit a bunch of Ghost Divers, and I'd have it all done and I'd schedule it all up. Um, and then I there'd be like a period and stuff would build up, and then I'd have like a a night or two where I'm just like editing everything getting it all ready to go you know uploading it all um and, but it, now it's fallen because of that pattern it fe- fell into this place where um i would just be editing the one thing that needs to go up like in a week or two um and then be like yeah i'll i'll get around to editing that next one tomorrow night and then i just wouldn't yeah. um yeah because you made it where, like a stressful thing for yourself by like creating yeah. it yeah, and so uh, what's happened is that basically we record stuff. I then don't edit it for like a, a month and a half to almost two months <laughs> or sometimes more when there's been really long breaks. And then like the week before I edit it and I'm like, why the fuck am I do? Why, why are we scheduling this? it this way? Why, why are we scheduling this way? It's not yeah. giving me like a, it's not actually giving me the buffer that I wanted it to be. It's just making us talk about things on ghost divers that people won't hear for like a month and a half or two months or again, the, the wildest one was the, the ghost in the shell stuff because, um, we recorded, that took uh, a long time. Yeah. I think we recorded all of the, the second gig stuff, uh, first, and then we did the movies, but that's, it reversed it released in the opposite order. Um, and so it was like four months or something for the second gig stuff between what we recorded it and when it came out. Yeah. And then when it came out, it was like, Oh, I'm so glad world war two is over. Like it just, ended. yeah. Um. <laughs> or like, yeah, it was like three or four months. I don't remember entirely, but it was wild. Um, well, well, <laughs> those are the our, those our are essays the are due. <laughs> yeah, our essays on the the chapters that we the chapter we read this week is due. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter twenty from volume one. You can find the full schedule at xwar.io slash we done schedule. If you have questions for us, send them to ghostdiverspot at gmail.com. Nobody wrote in saying that they want us to design Pokemon for them. I'm a little That's offended. Really um, I'm just sad. That. Yeah. Uh, you can get early access episodes of this podcast from there's becoming $1 patron of the network at exportraw.io and listen a week before the public feeds or for $5 you get exclusive access to Bob Non Funk, a weekly podcast where Autumn and Nora roll around in Funko Pop and have to watch something from that media franchise. $5 will also get you exclusive monthly bonus episode of Export Audio's no longer newest podcast, Coffee and Comic Books uh, where Rick and Autumn read through comic books. Um, it's no longer the newest because Autumn and Nora just launched part of my franchise where they watch through uh, movie franchises where uh, where you say, wait, they made seven of these. Uh, and they're starting out with the George A. Romero's of the dead series. Um, well I, maybe do starship troopers next. I don't actually know. Also, I think, um, after Romero's of the dead stuff, autumn, it may be a, like a Nora podcast and Nora might bring in other stuff. Um, and not always autumn, but anyway, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend, uh, they can find it for free at export.io slash Putan or by, by searching Putan <laughs> on their podcast of choice. Uh, if you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at ghost divers, which you can find at export.io slash ghost servers by searching ghost divers in your podcast type of choice. You can find the show at ponder Putan on Twitter or just at Putan and co-host. You can find me at Fox Nia on Twitter and co-host. Uh, where you can check my pinned tweet or pinned shows to find links to all of my podcasts. Where can people find you, Connor? Uh, y'all can find me at Rabbleas or on Twitter and co-host. 
And our opening theme is Ninga Nante by Yoshida Takaro. And taking us out today is Kumari Koko Koka by uh, Nakahara Kiyoshi and Yamakuro Kasuhiro, uh, who I believe are actual baseball players. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.